Pray for Brother Randy. We're having 10-minute sermons in July, and we hope that Clark will be able to preach next Wednesday night. Uh, Clark Hall, right? In the Clark Hall. Amen. I always get these names mixed up, all these missionary kids. And we hope that he can preach next next Wednesday to close out our July uh, Young Preachers um, series. And Brother Randy's not exactly young, but he's a whole lot younger than your pastor. Amen. Praise God. Go ahead, Brother Randy. Let her I guess it's all in the mind. I think I am. <laughs> but your body will tell on you, won't it? And your mind. Well, amen. Let's turn to John chapter 14. Thank you, preacher. I appreciate the opportunity to preach. John chapter 14. You know, in this day and time, uh, looking around, seeing everything that's going on, and uh, the, our world is uh, never going to be the same anymore. Amen? Uh, but uh, I, I had this laid on my heart. Uh, it's, it's just I couldn't get it off my heart. And uh, so I uh, got to doing some reading and studying about this. And uh, uh, also, 10-minute message, you got to get, uh, like Brother Wayne said, uh, is the chicken laying that egg. Lay it on the line and do it quick. Amen. But John chapter 14, uh, I want to read these verses here. Uh, let's look at verse 23, and we'll read through verse 28. Let's stand, please, for the reading of God's word. Jesus answered, said unto him, if a man love me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him, and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. He that loveth me not keepeth not my sayings, and the word which ye hear is not mine, but the Father's which sent me. These things have I spoken unto you, being yet present with you, but the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, Amen. whom the Father will send in my name. He shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I've said unto you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. You have heard how I said unto you, I go away and come again unto you. If you loved me, you would rejoice, because I said I go unto my Father, Unto the Father, for my Father is greater than I. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we need you. We love you. I do ask you to use me. We are in your glory. I pray that you preach through me. Use me. If anything's going to be done for your glory, for your honor, uh, you will have to do it. And I'm asking you by faith, trusting you will do just that. Honor the preaching of your word. Comfort the saint. Convict the sinner. Be glorified in all that's said and done. We ask all this in thy name. Amen. Amen. Uh, to know Jesus is to know peace. If you will turn over with me to the book of Ephesians, and, and we'll, we'll uh, be at uh, chapter 2, the book of Ephesians, chapter number 2. In Ephesians chapter number 2, we will begin reading at verse 14. The Bible says, For he is our peace, who hath made, made both one and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, the war, the battle, even the law of commandments contained in ordinances for to make in himself of twain one new man, so making peace. And that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby, and came and preached peace to you which were far off, and to them that were nigh. For through him we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. 
Now, therefore, you are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and the household of God. Number one, I want you to see the peace in the day of one's spiritual birth. You know, outside of Christ, for we just read in the word that Christ is our peace. He is peace. That's who he is. And without him, you're never in this world ever going to have peace. Understand that? You, wanna, you see what's going on out in the streets. You see the war. The Bible says in the last days there will be wars. There will be rumors of wars. Never thought I'd see wars in the streets of our country. But we see that today. And folks, they're not at war with you and I. They're not at war uh, against a Democrat. They're not at war against a Republican. They are at war with God. That's who they're at war with. They do not have peace. They, and there are those who know Amen. who God is and still will deny Him. Read your Bible. That's what it says. When He comes, they'll see Him for who He is and they'll blaspheme Him to His face. They do not have peace. There's nothing in this world that could ever give you and I peace as Christ gives. Look, the world's been touched by sin. This world cannot give anything that lasts. This world cannot give you and I anything that sin has not touched. That is why the world cannot do it. You and I have no righteousness until we are saved. It is impossible for the world or anyone of the world to have peace, let alone give it to you and I. Your bank account is not going to give you peace because one day that bank account will go empty. This, whatever you want to do, you're giving, you're doing good. It's not going to gain the peace of God. Right. You must be born again. Amen. The Bible says right here in Ephesians 2 that Christ broke down that middle wall. That was keeping us from him called sin. And he did it in his flesh as the son of God and paid for our sin. To know Jesus is to know peace. Isaiah 48 verse 22 says, There is no peace, saith the Lord, unto the wicked. That's the word of God. He said it. I didn't. But it happens. That's because he said it. We ain't never going to have peace until you and I know Christ. Now, that's the day of one's birth. Peace in your decisions. As a child of God, we got to be careful about our decisions, right? There's some of those decisions we make. Oh, we could go back and change that decision. We would. But we can't change history. We go on from today. We get right with God today. And we make those right decisions. There's any confusion. If there's any doubt, you don't move until God opens that door. Don't do it. You'll bring all kinds of trouble in your life. Right. You know, I look at all the instances in the Bible. Abraham and Isaac and the prodigal son. Uh, the decisions they made. Abraham called God to take his only son whom he had late, late, late years. What a gift from God. The only son, Isaac. You're going to take him to the mountain. You're going to kill him. We find out through the story, if you heard our pastors preaching on it, God wasn't after Isaac. He was after Abraham. But I'm going to tell you something. These obstacles in our lives, we make a decision to put it before God. I'm not trying to scare you. Just tell me what the Word of God says. And you're going to get that obstacle out of the way. I don't care what it is. If you put any children ahead of God, He's going to get that child out of the way. Give it up. 
Give them to them. Give it to the Lord. It's not the child that's after. It's after you. It'll rob you of your peace. You ain't walking with God on a daily basis. If I'm not walking with God on a daily basis, looking to Him, we as a child of God will have that peace interrupted in our life. And in today's, uh, Matt, look, I, there was a woman told me just uh, a couple of days ago, man, everybody, every, there's no more nice people. Everybody is on edge. I see Christians on edge. There's a lot of things that we're being told to do that we don't want to do. And, 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 and we think that the world or the government is trying to do something. Folks, they're not. Can anybody tell? The Bible says, hey, obey them in authority over you. That's what God said. You can argue with me all you want. I ain't going to argue with you. You go to God. That's what he said. That's what he said. Now, now we become church of God, right? Yeah, now, I don't care what they say. I know what I experienced. <laughs> don't you think that's a little bit hypocritical? I know you don't. I didn't like it. When you go to God, and right there is the issue with some children of God, we don't want to go to God about it because we know what God's going to tell us. But you know what? Christians are at war over these things, and they should not be. That's right. Amen. Amen. You made the decision. Your pastor, my pastor, sits here and tells us to obey the Word of God. You made the decision to remove yourself out from the protection and power of Almighty God by not obeying His Word. Amen. And the first thing to go in a Christian's life when we do that is peace. Right. Peace. Amen. There is no peace. There is no comfort when a child of God steps out of God's will. Amen. A pastor can tell you, uh, church discipline, I don't like it. He does it to me. And I'm going to be honest with you, hate him. My flesh hates him. But you know what? You get to reading the Word of God, and Paul said, I don't want to be a castaway. That's right. I'm putting myself under subjection. Lest I myself become a castaway. That's right. And when I, God, take that verse, drive that home to my heart, and I repent and ask God to forgive me, you know what I have? Peace. Peace. The older I get, the worse I get about this right here. I'm done with drama. I'm done with it. I love you. But if you're going to be a drama queen or king, I'm staying away from you. That's right. Amen. Go ahead, right I ain't got time for it, folks. I've got enough of my own problems without somebody over here blasting on this, this wrong and that wrong and this rule and that rule and that. I ain't got time for it. I can't handle it. Another reason why I'm going to go away is because my mouth is going to say something that none of us will like. <laughs> and I'm going to have to come back and get right. And I don't want to do that. So it's just better to keep my mouth shut. Just leave it with the Lord. But these things get us all focus. We get it off the Lord's. And we can't do that. Luke 8, there's a woman with an issue of blood. Nobody could help her. She made a decision one day. Jesus is in town. I'm going where he's at. All she wanted to do was touch the hem of his garment. 
Immediately she was healed. Peace. How would you like to get up every day with sickness? And how it can rob you? All of us know people that have. If we let it, it will rob us. Like the prodigal son. You know, I think the prodigal son story. Uh, I and mean, we see both sides. We three, there's three sides of that story, actually. There's the prodigal son who left, spent all. There's the son who was always with his father, got mad and upset and jealous over what his dad did for the son who went and spent all his spirit. But then there's the father. You ever look at the father? And the son said, hey, I believe I'll go home. There's servants and there's animals in my father's house. I threw in animals. That's, that's Randy's rendition. They ain't better than I do. I'm going home. The father, he's standing there like old Tom Bodie at Motel 6. He's got the light on. And he sees his father. I'm going to tell you something. The day that son left, you know where that father was every night? Standing on that porch with the light on, looking for his son. Amen. He didn't just happen to be there that day his son coming down the road and his son never saw him, but the father's son saw him, and the Bible says he ran to his son. Peace. What did he do? He repented and asked his father to forgive him. And he repented and he sinned against heaven and done this wrong. God forgave him. Peace. There's peace in your decisions. Peace in every dilemma. In trials and tribulations and in trouble. I think of Matthew chapter 14 and the other times where God told the disciples, get in the boat and go to the other side. The only to get out there in the middle of the, 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 the water, in the ocean, the lake, the river, whatever it is, out there in those boats. And, and a storm arrives out of nowhere. And every time they thought the ship was going to sink and they were going to die. And in the fourth watch of the night, they're rowing. They're trying to keep that ship pointed in the right direction. And they're throwing water out. And they're trying to keep themselves alive. And out on the water walks Christ, the Son of the living God. They thought it was a ghost. Christ said, not afraid of his eyes. Peace. Be still. And immediately, the water's calm. Amen. Your dilemma, your trials, your troubles. Folks, we've got to call on God. Ain't nobody else can help you. You can call Brother Wayne and talk to him all about them trials and troubles all you want, and that's a good thing. The Bible says you need to talk to iron sharpeneth iron. But if you look at somebody sell your heart, give you comfort, give you peace, it's Christ and Christ alone. That's right. Peace in the day of one's departure. Let's look at 2 Corinthians and I'll close. 2 Corinthians chapter 13. You know, 2 Corinthians chapter 13, let's look at verse 11. I'm, I'm actually going to go to verse 10. Therefore I write these things, being absent, less being present. I should use sharpness according to the power which the Lord has given me, the edification, not the destruction. Finally, brethren, Farewell. Be perfect. Be of good comfort. Be of one mind. Live in peace and the God of love. And peace shall be with you. Amen. Dr. John R. Rice was asked to preach at 15-year-old's funeral. Young lady passed away. Mother had uh, heard the, the mother and the, the, the father left. 
during depression, couldn't provide for his family. So what did he do? Run off, left him. The mother working, toiling every day she could, wearing herself down till she come down with uh, uh, tuberculosis and was bedridden. Dr. John R. Rice went to preach that little girl's funeral, and they said, we got to go get her, and we got to bring her and hold her up so she can tell her daughter goodbye. And he said, I don't want to preach. And when he got there, the woman looked at him, and he said, Brother Rice, the Lord said he will not leave us comfortless. And with tears in her eyes and a smile on her face, she said, Brother Rice, he came. He came. There's peace in the midst of the storm. Amen. How many appreciate that message? Say amen. Amen. Isn't that what we need in this day? We need peace, don't we? So many people struggling for peace. We need that peace with God, that right relationship, Romans 5, right? Peace with God. And it only comes through Jesus Christ. But we need that peace of God. That daily, that, that, that fellowship, walking with him. We need that. Philippians chapter 4. And a great message what we needed.